0: Hey, parents. Today, I'm super excited because Seth is joining us, and we're talking about the only way you can create honest and lasting change is by working with the person you have most access to. And turns out that is ourselves. And during this episode, it's really interesting because Seth brings out the idea, which is so great, The change for the teen also starts with them. So when I say, we start with us, that whoever is saying that, it applies to them. (laughs) So here it is. We start with us. Hello, and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. You know, sometimes teenagers make scary and heartbreaking choices. How can we parent with any kind of sense when we ourselves are so anxious and overwhelmed? I understand because I've been there and have found a new way. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hi, parents. Today we have Seth Gottlieb with us, and we're super excited to have him be actually a a real integral part of this podcast. Seth and I have known each other for a couple years. How long has it been? Four years? Three years? Yeah,
1: right about four.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, And so I met Seth, he was a wilderness guide and at the same company that I was a parent seminar teacher, a wilderness company. And we both worked there. We met there. And then we um, worked at another place together for a little while. And we've just become really great friends and colleagues um, and huge supports to each other. So Seth has a lot of great information for your ears and my ears. So we are so excited to have him kind of as a part of the conversation today. So hi, Seth.
1: Hi, it's my pleasure to be here. Um, quite honestly, you know, Beth and I, I think, have a fantastic friendship. And it even translates into like a mentor-mentee, that uh, relationship that goes back and forth, which is really beautiful for both of us. So it's a pleasure to be here and to uh, help out.
0: Awesome. I love it. And we have the same goal, which professionally is to help families, <laughs> to to break it down. We are both here to help families really, and this is the word, have more equanimity in the home. Mm. Seth, what's equanimity? I'm going to put you on the spot.
1: Accountability and responsibility is my best way of summarizing equanimity.
0: And that's on both parts, parents and children, huh?
1: Very much. It is a dual process with equal responsibility for on the shoulders, minds, and bodies of both the parent and the child.
0: Yeah. I love that. One way that I describe equanimity is when things get really hard, how to make it back with respecting yourself and the other people in your home. So I love that you said like responsibility and all that. And so it's, it's a way back and it's, Wonderful, because we can't expect families and we don't teach families or anything that it's not supposed to be bumpy. Like family relationships are bumpy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Need we mention that to this crowd? But
1: um, <laughs>
0: so, but I love it. Um, so today's program is about the phrase that I've coined, I guess, is we start with us. Or as I say on the trailer and stuff is... The change begins with us. And by us, I mean the parents. That is really what I mean. And how I came to this conclusion that most, I would say, um, wilderness guides and therapists and people who work with families in the industry already know. But me coming into this industry as quite a layperson, I had really no uh, affiliation with the therapeutic industry or therapy or psychology or anything before. My son and I started having struggles and issues and stuff. So coming at it with, I feel like I was pretty in the dark. My brain blamed my son for everything, which is very, very common. And not only in our children, but our our brains want to blame everything on everybody else. (laughs) That is the human brain. Hey, it's your fault. So you go take care of that and you change so I can feel better.
1: If you stop doing X, then I don't have to do Y.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's so it's funny cuz it and I think in our in my brain it made so much sense that it was my son's fault. Now, was he making choices? Uh yes, and yes that he that was his responsibility. But I thought everything was his fault. Our fights, our arguments, um his lying, his I, I just thought and that was his choice, but I feel like even the substances he was into, I just no that was again, it was his choice, but it, it, it's family systems is a, is a, what am I trying to say, Seth? (laughs) The issues with Uh, everybody. The
1: behavior behavior that exists was on the surface and there was much more going on underneath that surface behavior is I think what you were trying to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) I get all all muddled and fuddled like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, Yes, exactly. So my brain would say things to me like, why can't he just figure this out? Why is he doing this to us? Well, his other brothers were fine. Why not him? Why is he causing me so much pain? It just, all of it was directed at my son. And it was very difficult to see any part of my side. Like if you imagine a street and there's two lanes, I couldn't see anything in my lane for quite a while until We got our son in wilderness because I wanted him to work on his stuff. I I needed him to change, which of course there were some things to change, right? But, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I just please fix him, that kind of, that kind of attitude. And I think that is a lot of what parents feel and think because they just don't know what other option there is. And as I began to learn and understand, as I began to read books, as I began really one of the, probably the most remarkable change um, and perception change was when I went to the midway mark of wilderness and I, I went to a seminar and then you go and see your child in the wilderness. That's, that's I think, somewhat typical of wilderness programs is the parents get a visit about halfway through. So I'm at this seminar and I'm being taught and I'm really trying to listen because I really want my son to change. <laughs> And I really want him to fix this and I really want him to stop all the hurt and all the heartache and stop causing me so much pain. So I'm listening on how to fix my son and I it was like a uh, like a thunk on the head that I had a part to play. That I had a lane to figure out.
1: You mean it takes two to tango?
0: Yeah, it takes two to tango and here I was thinking my son was doing the whole dance. <laughs> and I think it I think that's a pretty common assumption of of parents. I don't, I, w- I was there. I get it. But I wanted, I want to have a conversation about how unhelpful that thinking is. When parents think it's all their kids' responsibility to change, it just doesn't work. And I wanted Seth, I brought Seth specifically, um, or asked Seth to talk about what he sees in the field and and just as a recovery coach, what he's finding with the teens and young adults he's working with on how much of an of the lane the parents really do have
1: pretty significant to be quite honest, and you know i I first and foremost just want to go back and say, you know change begins with change does begin within it's not fair to ask somebody else to change if you're not willing to look at yourself and do the same work. At the same time, the same is true for your teen as well.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: (laughs) Um, They can't place all the blame on you for the problems that they're experiencing. And it both have to be willing to take that inner look at oneself to see how they can better help the family dynamic because the family dynamic, it's not the parent dynamic, it's not the child dynamic, it is the family dynamic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And in that regard, you know, a lot of teens come in to wilderness. Um, I have a number of years as a wilderness therapy guide and in working in treatment in general. And to be bluntly honest, um, I would say 90% of the time that teens come into wilderness – they're experiencing and feeling a huge disconnect from their family, a huge disconnect from the parents, whether it's what they feel or interpret as a lack of support or a lack of encouragement to grow spiritually, mentally, physically is as the relationship turned into a coexisting dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And really, you know, anytime there's a disconnect, it's it's ultimately both parties um, detached and pulling away. And a lot of times, the inability and loss of communication over time is what leads to this very disruptive dynamic, which then in the teen turns into maladaptive behavioral patterns, whether it's from a place of pain due to big T or little t trauma, or whether it's a way, you know, negative attention seeking behavior or, you know, whatever it may be, there's, there's a loss of connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more that we understand about maladaptive behaviors, and why they come to exist and be, It tends to stem from a lack of connection to self, a lack of connection to community, a lack of connection to nature and lack of connection within the family.
0: Yeah. I feel, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like those maladaptive behaviors of your teen or your, your child, whatever age Mm -hmm. is, is one thing, right? And it's, and some of, and their choices are leading them to, you know, the parents wanting to make a choice and like, how do I, how do I help my kid? Right. But what's interesting is I think the parents have, and maybe this isn't the right word, but have some maladaptive behavior as well. And that's, that's what we're, we're saying is I didn't see my, my maladaptive behavior because I wasn't taking substances. I wasn't taking the drugs. Right. And so, and my brain went black and white, like, well, I'm not doing that. So right. clearly it's, it's, he, the, he's the one who has to do the work.
1: But were you communicating a way that was inviting communication inviting yeah, conversation?
0: Up. Yeah, no, I was completely closed off. I was, I mean, I was, and I think many parents can, can relate to this as I was scared out of my mind. Um, I was, Worst, my mind was, you know, in worst case scenario, what if I found him in a ditch? What if I found him, you know, dead? What if he never came home? What if he ran Mm. away? Like all of those worst case scenarios. And so I was in constant fear. I was so, it was like I was completely emotional. Then I was completely avoidant. Um, And so I'd kind of go back and forth.
1: I think you could also probably, and granted, I don't want to make an assumption, but reactionary in there.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh yes, 100%. Very reactionary. And so I had some very maladaptive behaviors. Now did they look like my son's? No. But mm. but I still had them. And I think that's what's really it's a little bit of a humble pie for parents in thinking, okay.
1: <laughs> a little?
0: <laughs> a little. <laughs> well, just, you know. Um in realizing, "Oh my gosh. What?" and being willing to ask that question. What have I been doing that has been ineffective and maladaptive and so unhelpful? What if I looked? What if I was willing to see? And they're definitely going to be different for, I think, for every family, for every parent, because we're all such different humans. But then again, then again, there might be some similarities throughout, you know, the, the parents and, and how we just as, as humans, how we cope with, like you were saying, disconnection from self. Disconnection from the Earth from each other, and all those things it's really interesting i my favorite thing you said so far is that that comment we start with us is directed toward parents because this is a podcast for parents right but you but of course, you know the change really just just starts within, so i I love that you were able to separate that because that is the truth,
1: yeah, and change doesn't change doesn't occur this is. Oh man, when I heard this and actually felt it through my own experience of, uh, 25 years of maladaptive behavior, <laughs> um, change really truly only occurs when the pain of the current situation outweighs the fear of the
0: change. Oh, yes. Yes. Why don't you say that again? Will you just repeat that? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <I know. laughs> There's no guarantees. <laughs>
1: But the pain of the past or the current situation has to outweigh the fear of change in order to actually objectively look within and desire change. Yeah. I know I said it in two different ways, but hopefully that message was the same.
0: Yeah, I think you get it. I think you I think you did it just right. <laughs> I think you got it. <laughs> um, I agree. Cause I remember getting to a place of desperation. Like I will do anything, meaning I'll make my son do anything <laughs> at the time, right? and then right. it really was like a big it was like such an epiphany. I just remember sitting in that parent seminar just r- literally going like, "Wait, what? Wait, mm. what? Like I thought, yeah i could i could I could change some things or I could do some things, but it was it was more than that. Uh, it was a very i i have work to do it it was that deep and that big it was it was like, oh my gosh, I have been so obsessed that it that it was my son's job to fix this, that it was my son's job to change that it was my i just had been so fixated on trying to fix him mm-hmm. it just it it didn't it might have you know. Flitted around a few, and then out it went. Like the idea that I might have had some work to do, but when it really hit me, it was it was big.
1: Well, you're the role model, right?
0: Yes, as a parent. Yes,
1: you're the men, You're 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 the leader. Um, you know, your job isn't to be a friend or an authoritative or an authoritarian, but to be a leader. And as a leader, what's the what is one of the most effective ways to lead? Yeah. By example.
0: By example. And that does not mean being a perfect example. Oh, I just gosh, I just no. have to say that. That just means you're just you're just doing you and you're taking and you're just doing the best you can, but with progression and trying to to do that. I, I don't want to that's a whole nother episode is <laughs> uh, parents and examples and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um but I, I think it's true. I think our role, if we you now look, every parent does not have to accept their appropriate parent role. And I know plenty of parents don't. But I think there are plenty of parents who do want to step into that appropriate parent role, meaning we are we are really in charge of the structure, a loose structure. Are we in charge of every minute of their day? please no let's talk we'll talk about that too. but we we are if we choose to accept this role, then we are signing up to do certain things, and I think one of those things is to create a structure. That. I
1: think I think, and within that structure, it's also creating um, a culture of safety, yes. physically, mentally, and spiritually.
0: yes, yes. and you know what safety is is a very subjective word. and I feel like in fact, I am learning <laughs> I am learning again and again what emotional safety really means mm. to my children specifically who've grown up with me and my quote, my unspoken expectations, which I didn't even know I had, like I wouldn't have consciously, but I'm learning all sorts of things as my, um, as my kids get older and more adult, and we are more, I'm not in charge of the structure anymore, right? Cause they're adult children. So they completely <laughs> in charge of their own. We'll have, right. a, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I, I love this idea, um, and want to bring it into light so much, which is why I wanted to begin With this idea that we, we really do start with us and whoever that is, right? Like my child, my teen can say, who's not a teen anymore, he can say, yeah, it starts with me, mom. It does. The change starts with me. But then I also get to say and choose to say and love to be able to say, Hey, it starts with me. The change begins with me. So what do I do? Then I start to look inside for everything instead of externally for everything.
1: Right. Instead of looking externally to justify your thoughts and why they exist, it's, you know, flipping that mindset and looking internally to see, well, where do I have room to improve? How can Mm -hmm. I help the situation? Am I helping the situation? Yeah. And how do I go about that? And, and you know, one of the things that I have to just point out real quickly (laughs) – for you is what was the number one thing that you learned in regards to was your child broken? Did they need to be quote unquote fixed?
0: Oh, right. Uh, No, turns out he's a complete human (laughs) just as he was and just as he is. Yeah. That was huge. Absolutely. Yes. I did have to, I did have to learn that because I had all those ideas in my head, like, what did we do wrong? What's wrong with him? You know, I had all of that for sure. And it turns out nothing, (laughs) nothing is wrong with him, right? He's just a human making choices, just like every single other human on this planet. And I absolutely had to learn that. And let me tell you that big epiphany. I I also want to mention one of the first things I was willing to look at for me is I was doing a lot of telling a lot of talking at. And that was one of the first things I was willing. I actually realized, oh my gosh, I am not listening. I am not communicating. I am just talking at this person, constantly talking at him. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Hey, do that. Hey, don't do that. Constant. And I, that was one of my, that was the biggest, that was that first epiphany. I just wanted to mention if that resonates with anybody here listening is that, uh Oh, I was doing a lot of talking at. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and now I have a podcast so I can talk at somebody else. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's it for today. Seth, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Again, so insightful.
1: Always a pleasure. Appreciate you and appreciate your, your warmth and your heart.
0: Uh, thank you. Ditto. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember parents, the change begins with us.